welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, part two of the Monday edition. If you're looking for football and baseball talk, that was on part one. Uh, this episode is all about the fight stuff. I said I would get to this on the weekend, uh, but the weekend ended up being rather busy. So uh, doing it as a two-parter here on a Monday. We're going to look at fights to make coming off of the last couple of UFC fight night shows. Going to look at early UFC storylines for UFC 296. And we'll get into some pro wrestling talk as I put together what my G1 would look like if uh, the WWE did one. So that is what is coming up on this show today. As always, if you're watching this, like and subscribe. If you're listening to this, subscribe as well. Uh, leave a rating. That really does help me out. Um, and in podcast, or uh, not in podcast form, on social media, uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetime. PK. Um, while we're doing a, a wrestling episode, want to shout out Wild Rose Wrestling. Uh, did another show with them over the weekend, uh, doing some ring announcing for them. Just an absolute blast. Um, everyone showed up at the Legion up there in the Northeast, so we had a, a really, really fun time. Looking forward to 2024 with them. Uh, all right, let's get into some fight talk. <laughs> Alright, fights to make after UFC Austin and UFC Vegas a billion and eight, or whatever that, that show was called. Uh, let's start with uh, some of the big ones with UFC Austin. Uh, Armin Sarukian calls out Justin Gaethje. I think that is a perfect fight to make coming off of Sarukian's quick win over Benil Dariush at UFC Austin. I, I said this was definitely a case of Sarukian showing that he belongs at the top of the, the lightweight division, and now... Now he has a chance to, to really prove that. Go up against Justin Gaethje. That'll be an all-violence type of a showdown. You could even headline a show with it, honestly, if you wanted to. Probably not with Sarukian's name, but um, given the, 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 the... You could hype that one up and get people excited about it, at least. For sure. So, I, I think that's the way to go. For Benil Dariush, it's a difficult one. It's now back-to-back -back losses. I go with the last guy he's fought. Uh, Matush Gamrot has made his way up in the rankings since these two last uh, scrapped it out. So, let's see. Has Dariush really lost it, or is this just two losses in a row to two extremely high-level fighters. And for Gamrot, how far have you come? Have you now, like, can you put this loss behind you and maybe now work your way into the lightweight title picture? So it's, um, um picture, sorry. So it's almost like who, it, <laughs> the, the, the winner gets uh, another opportunity to, to maybe work their way up and the loser kind of just turns into a gatekeeper at 155 pounds. Uh, staying at 155, I'm going to go Jalen Turner against Dan Hooker. Uh, Turner has lost back-to-back -back bouts uh, coming into this one, beats up Bobby Green, and now that, that hype train can get back on track against Dan Hooker, who has kind of just been hanging around the title picture for a while. This would be a big win for either guy, and I, I think you come out of that with one guy solidified as someone who can move up in the rankings. Uh, I would go Bobby Green against um, Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, RDA, still up in the top 15 in the rankings, still someone who can bring the violence. Bobby Green is always going to be someone who brings the excitement. It would just be a real fun scrap. I, I don't know if either of those guys have title aspirations at any point in their career, so let's just make some fun fights with them and let them scrap it out. Th that would be the fight I would make coming off of the, the Turner-Bobby Green bout. Um, Sean Brady with a win over Kelvin Gastelum. I would go Sean Brady against Gilbert Burns. Um, Brady is not someone who I, I still take overly seriously as a, a, a contender necessarily. Um, and so I, I think about with Gilbert Burns, let's see, like how, how real are you? Let's give you an opportunity to prove it. You just beat a big name. 
Let's see what you got. Uh, for Kelvin Gastelum, it's a difficult loss. I have him against Michael Chiesa. A couple of guys who people know the name. Um, people are, are familiar with these two fighters. So let's well, let's see if one of them can kind of get back on track here with a victory. And going down on the prelims, I have Drakkar Close taking on Benoit Saint-Denis. Um, Saint-Denis with a, bi a big win. Uh, upsetting us uh, against the steamroller Matt Frivola. Um, so I, I think it's another one where, like, Close has been, pardon the pun, but close to a, a title kind of, not opportunity, but title contention for a little bit. Saint-Denis kind of has that upward trajectory. Interesting fight between these two. And then my last two coming off of UFC Austin actually tie into what we saw last week. They're both on the same schedule. I would go Davis and Figueredo against uh, Song Yudong. Um, now, Song called out Piotr Jan, which makes total sense. He just had a stare down with Conor McGregor for no good goddamn reason over the weekend. Um, so Jan's name is out there. Why not try to capitalize on that? If you want to do that, super fun fight, no issues. Um, but I, I think um, you have Figueredo and, and Song both on the, the same trajectory, uh, both on the same timeline, sorry, both coming off of impressive wins. That's where I would go with. And then honestly, I would have the loser of the loser of the two bouts face each other as well. I would go Rob Font against Chris Gutierrez. Couple guys who just lost kind of marquee fights, but a couple guys who still maybe have something left to offer in this division. Let's see what they can do at 135 pounds and let them scrap it out. So those are the fights I would make coming off of UFC Austin and the UFC Fight Night card this weekend. Now we get ready for UFC 296 and some of the early storylines to get excited about. For the headliner, Leon Edwards. He's going to be defending the welterweight championship against Colby Covington. For Edwards, this is now him stepping away from Kamaru Usman and starting this path on his own. Not that Usman has carried him or anything like that, but you, you win the title and then you have the rematch, and now you get to go off on a, a different story. And now it, it's Edward's time to really solidify the, the, the legacy. That This is going to be, it's a big name, at least. Um, and that is something that I think is going to be important here for, for Leon Edwards to kind of really establish legitimacy in his title reign. Um, really beating up Usman in that last fight really does do that, but now you get another big name here. And for Colby Covington, it kind of feels like that's what he is here to provide. Um, he has talked his way into another title fight. I don't know if he is the most deserving of this in the welterweight division, but it, he is the, a big character and a big mouth. And look, like he, he has a legitimate opportunity here to win the welterweight championship. He is um, certainly a live dog in this sort of a bout, but um, he, he, in terms of resume, has not done anything to earn this opportunity. I don't think at all. So he has talked his way in, and quite frankly, he is either here to be someone who upsets the apple cart and can take the welterweight title to the White House or to a Trump rally or to wherever he wants to take it and kind of be a big name for a few months. Um, or he can be the big name that you help build Leon Edwards off of. That's kind of what he is here for at this point. Um, the bantamweight title bout of Pantoja against Royval. Uh, um, this one is here because you have like a big attraction main event. Now let's build these two guys off of it. I, neither of them are super big names, but I, I think it's, this is going to be a big spotlight for these guys. And so I, I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. It's a fight for the hardcores for sure. Um, th this is, uh, it, it's not a fight that was brought onto this card to build up the name value. This was a fight to be like, Hey, we got two title fights and one of them is going to be absolutely insane. So just get ready for this one. I'm just ready for a high level of violence that we see Saturday night from those two. And Shavkat Rachmanov, um, it's him against Steven Thompson in a welterweight fight with the welterweight title on top. It sure seems like they're building up uh, Rachmanov to be the next 
title challenger at 170 pounds. Um, so it, it feels like this is the last boss for Shavkat to beat before he moves on to a title opportunity. Um, and I, I don't think a whole lot of people would be overly surprised is uh, if we end 2024 and Rachmanov is the champion of this weight class. He kind of feels like the next one at 170 pounds. So those are the early storylines for UFC 296. We're going to have the, the full fight preview coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to look at what's going on in the MMA world just in general. Uh, kind of nice little catch up um, uh, of what has gone on over the last few weeks. And we're going to do a legacy look at some point this weekend of, or of some point this week, sorry, of Robbie Lawler. We didn't do it for his retirement fight, uh, but we're going to do it now here as someone who was an absolute legend at 170 pounds with the welterweight title on the line. Thought it was a good time to do that. So, uh, that is going to be your UFC coverage for the week. All right, uh, let's get into now some pro wrestling talk. So, with um, AEW doing their version of the G1, the Continental Classic, I thought it'd be fun to see what would a WWE version of the G1 be. So, that's what we are doing today. The WWE1, um, I did it the same way they did the, the G1 this year. It's uh, four blocks with eight competitors, um, and then the, the top two from each uh, move on into a, a quarterfinal bracket. So uh, that is how we are doing this today. Group A, you have to have Roman Reigns. We have both uh, champions in. We have Mr. Money in the Bank, Damian Priest, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy Orton, LA Knight, Bronson Reed, Karrion Cross and Sami Zayn. You have the drama of Zayn against uh, Roman, Randy Orton against Roman, um, LA Knight in there against Orton, Damian Priest is there. You have some banger matches with Shinsuke, uh, potentially an Orton, Shinsuke, and Zayn, um, and, and Bronson Reed as well. So I think there's a real fun dynamic in this group. I think the two that would probably come out of it would be Roman Reigns for sure, and then you'd have some interesting calls. Do you go Randy Orton? Do you keep building up LA Knight? That'd probably be the way i go, but you could reinvigorate a Sami Zayn. So I think there's a few ways that you could go with that. Um, I, I would come out with Roman and LA Knight. Group B, this one would be a whole lot of fun. Um, Seth Rollins, world heavyweight champion. He gets, he, he gets his group. Uh, Carmelo Hayes out of NXT. He's going in the U.S. title tournament. Um, Carmelo Hayes comes in here for, uh, from NXT into the WWE one in group B. Uh, also AJ Styles. So think about the matches you'd have with Carmelo with AJ Styles and with Seth Rollins. Uh, you have Austin Th uh, Theory in this group. Braun Strowman as a change of pace kind of a guy. It'd be interesting to see the, the type of matches that he would have. Drew McIntyre, John Cena, and Ricochet. Um, Ricochet against Carmelo Hayes is going to be amazing. Ricochet against John Cena would be interesting. Um, you got Drew and Braun. Like, the, I think there's a, a good mix of styles with AJ Styles in this as well. I would have, like, Seth wins uh, the group. I think you have to as the champion. Um, I would have Carmelo Hayes come out of this. I would have either Carmelo or Ricochet come out as, like, the, hey, this guy's, this guy's real. This guy is legitimate. Um, I, I would do that with this group. In group C, this is a lot of big meaty men smacking meat. Um, this is uh, Gunther's group, along with Ilya Dragunov. Um, apparently I hate him. Dom Mysterio would be uh, the one in this group. He, he'd have a tough time. Uh, Brock Lesnar is in this group. Then we have Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, and Sheamus. 
Um, so Sheamus against Gunther. Sheamus against Dragunov would be a banger. Dragunov against Kevin Owens would be so much fun. Um, Dom getting thrown around by all these guys. You get Brock against Gunther. Brock against Cody again. Jey Uso against Cody is a, an interesting dynamic. Jey against Kevin Owens would, would be interesting as as well. Um, but I, I think it'd be a really fun group. Um, I would have Gunther and probably Cody come out of this group. And in group D, CM Punk gets his group. Uh, along with Logan Paul, have to put the, the U.S. champion in, Logan Paul, uh, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, Braun Breaker makes it in from NXT, The Miz, Jimmy Uso, and Rey Mysterio Jr. So, like, you get Rey Jr. against CM Punk, uh, CM Punk against Braun Breaker would be interesting, Logan Paul in some of these would be quite the, the dynamic to have um, in this. I You have to have Punk win this group. And then I would personally, I would go Bobby Lashley. Um, you could make a case for, for Braun Breaker being an NXT guy if you want to build him up. But then we have um, two NXT people in the quarterfinals. That might be a bit much uh, and a bit redundant when we want to put the spotlight really on, on Carmelo Hayes, I think. So I would go Punk and, uh, who did I say? Punk and Lashley coming out of this one. So my quarterfinals, um, Roman, LA Knight, Seth Carmelo Hayes, Gunther, Cody, Punk, again, uh, Punk and Lashley. And at that point, anyone could win it. If you want Roman to win it, you, you let Roman win it, I guess. Um, Punk getting this one and, and reestablishing himself would be fun. Cody, um, telling the story. Th to me, it would be Gunther. Uh, if you're going to put, a, put together a tournament to, um crown the number one contender for WrestleMania if the Royal Rumble was just outlawed and you wanted to do it this way. Uh, Gunther winning and being the number one contender, that would be the way that I would go. So uh, that is what I think a G1 would look like in the world of the WWE. And I think it would be so much fun. Like they did the Bound for Glory series in, in Impact. Um, sometimes they've kind of done like the King of the Ring as a setup for the, the number one contender for SummerSlam. If they wanted to do this between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, God, that'd be so much fun. But I, I don't ever see the WWE doing something like this. Um, so that is our show. Again, for more ranting and whatnot on uh, the Blue Jays situation and the whole NFL week, check out part one of the podcast out earlier today. Uh, like I said, a ton more UFC coverage coming throughout the week as well. Lots more sports coverage as well. Tomorrow is a big fantasy football day, uh, so we're going to get into that. As always, like this video, subscribe to the channel, um, podcast form, subscribe there as well, and leave a review. Check out social media to see when my next videos are coming. Um, I'm at Primetime Klein, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, twitch.tv slash PK. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.